friends, and welcome to episode 2 of Grim Podcast. I'm Sylvie. Again, before we get into this week's episode, I have another little note. School is about to start up again, and everyone couldn't make it for personal and educational reasons, but I'm still going to read because even if she's not here, it doesn't mean there's not going to be an episode. We're also trying to figure out a schedule that works best for us, so right now, we're going to be posting every other week. Thank you for understanding, and we're really sorry for the inconvenience. Now, let's get into it, shall we? Today, I'm going to be venturing into the story of Timun Mas, an Indonesian story that means golden cucumber. Then, I'll read An Imposter Gets His Just Desserts, a piece of Chinese folklore. But we'll get into that later. Let's read! Many, many long years ago, there lived a farmer and his wife. They worked diligently in their fields and prospered. They were content with their lives, but for one thing, they longed for a child to cheer up their quiet home. For many years, they prayed to God to grant them a baby girl or boy, but sadly no child was born to bless their lives. Eventually, the farmer's wife, determined and desperate, decided to venture forth to beg for help from the demon spirit of a distant forest. She journeyed far and deep into the heart of the forest until she arrived at the demon's cave. When the demon emerged from the cave, she almost ran away, so scared was she by the sight of him, but her longing for a child was greater than her fear of the spectacle she faced. The terrifying giant was as tall as a towering coconut tree, had huge round eyes, a bulging nose, and sharp fangs which glistened at the sides of his gaping mouth. Shaggy, tangled hair covered his immense body and the ground shuddered with his every step. A terrible order came from his body. "'You have disturbed my sleep, woman!' the giant roared. "'I know why you have come. You are lonely. You dare ask my help. You dare ask for a child!' The farmer's wife was so petrified that she could not speak. She could hardly breathe. The demon threw his head back and roared with laughter. <laughs> you may have your child, but on one condition. If it is a boy, then you may keep him. I have no use for boys. But if the child is a girl, then you must m- return her to me when she's fifteen years old. Do you understand? Do you agree to this condition? The farmer's wife thought quickly. If the child were a boy, then there would be no problem. But if it's a girl, then she and her husband still had 15 years to find a way to outwit the demon. She nodded slowly in agreement to his condition. (laughs) Then take these cucumber seeds. Tend them well. The woman gingerly took the seeds from his huge paw-like hand, then turned them and scurried home as fast as she could, relieved to be away from the hideous sight and stench of the demon. As soon as she reached home, the farmer's wife planted the cucumber seeds in a garden near her cottage. She watered and tended them with care, as it was not long before a healthy vine sprang up. Soon there were many luscious cucumbers growing on the vine, but she and her husband were quick to notice that there was one which was much bigger than all the others. It was the golden, It was golden in color and seemed to radiate a glow at night. When this special cucumber was ripe and ready to pick, the farmer and his wife very carefully broke it open. Inside the cucumber was a beautiful baby girl. They named her Timun Mas which means golden cucumber. They were delighted with their new child and loved her dearly. Fearing the day when the demon would appear to reclaim their child, the farmer and his wife asked the advice of an old hermit who lived on a high and distant mountain. The kind hermit gave them a pouch filled with a needle, some salt, and a chunk of fish paste with instructions 
that Timun Mas should throw these behind her one by one if she were ever pursued by the demons. At dawn on the day of Timun Mas's fifteenth birthday, the farmer and his wife told their beloved daughter about the demon and his demand and gave her the pouch from the hermit. Timun Mas hugged her parents, then ran off into the northern forest. Later that morning, the demon appeared at the cottage of the farmer and his wife. I have come for the child. Where is she? I want her now, he roared. Ah, yes, Timun Mas, the farmer replied calmly. We told her you were coming, but she decided she didn't want to stay. She has run off into the forest. The demon's eyes bulged and his nostrils flared wildly. She, she ran off that way, he said, said the farmer, pointing to the south, hoping to deceive the demon. The demon turned to the south, but he could sense that the girl was not there. He turned around and lumbered toward the north in hot pursuit of Timun Mas. His broad strides quickly made up for the distance between him and the young girl. Exhausted from running, Timun Mas took a brief rest beneath the tree. Suddenly, she noticed small animals scurrying through the bushes and birds fluttering away from the treetops. The ground trembled, and she realized that the demon was fast catching up on her. She jumped up and started running again. As the rumbling grew louder, she reached into the hermit's pouch, picked up the needle, and threw it behind her. The the instant the needle hit the ground, a forest of bamboo sprouted up. The bamboo stalks grew so densely that the demon could barely squeeze through them, and wherever he could, he stepped on razor-sharp shoots that pierced his feet. Ow! Ouch! He screamed. The bamboo slowed him down considerably as Timun Mas kept running. Eventually, however, he was able to make his way through the bamboo grove. When Timun Mas heard the demon getting closer, she threw the salt behind her. Immediately, a vast sea bubbled out of the ground, but this did not halt the demon. He waited, then swam the breadth of the sea before continuing in his pursuit of the girl. Timun Mas was panting and crying from exhaustion. She reached again into the pouch, picked out the pungent chunk of fish, fish paste, and threw it behind her. Instantly, a vast pond of mud bubbled forth. The demon, without hesitation, plunged into the mud. He had made his way through the bamboo grove. He had swum across the salty sea. Surely, he thought, he could wade through the mud pond. He did not know, however the depth or the suction of the mud, which was much deeper and stronger than he was. Before he had taken three steps, the demon sank down to the bottom of the mud pond. Quickly and silently, he was swallowed up by the slimy mud. Timun Mas could hardly believe her eyes. Her tears of exhaustion turned into tears of relief and happiness. Her parents had followed the demon, but the bamboo forest, salt sea, and mud pond had disappeared as the demon passed. When they reached their daughter, they all embraced again, relieved in warm, the warmth of safety. Timun Mas and her parents walked home together to live in peace and happiness. Okay, so now let's move on to An Imposter Gets His Just Desserts. A farmer took his son out to the foot of the eastern mountains to till his lands. Suddenly, a large rock rolled down from the mountain and crashed into his son, killing him. The farmer was saddened and angered by this and wanted to get even with the person who had rolled down the rock. But who would ever own up to rolling down a rock that ended up killing someone? He thought for a while and then came up with a plan. He lifted up his head towards the mountain and shouted in a loud voice, Who rolled down this rock? The rock killed a large muntjac. A muntjac is a very valuable type of deer without antlers. 
A young shepherd boy heard this and hurried down the mountain. But a swindler also heard this, and he also hurried down the mountain and cried, I rolled down the moon, the rock, and the moonjack is mine. The impostor and the shepherd boy arrived at the farmer's side at the same time. The impostor grabbed the shepherd boy and said to him in a fierce and mean voice, I am obviously the one who rolled down the rock and killed the moonjack. You little thief, why do you come here to, to deprive me of it? Be off with you. Saying this, he pushed the shepherd boy aside. The shepherd boy cried and said, It's mine. The impostor interrupted him and said, Shut up! It's mine and not yours! The farmer said to the impostor, Are you really the one who rolled the rock down? The impostor said, I rolled the rock down, I swear it. The impostor said, That's good. Come, carry off the moonjack. After saying this, the farmer took up a stout rotten rope he had previously prepared and tripped the impostor with it so he fell to the ground. Next, the farmer tied him up and bound him to a tree and began beating him fiercely. The impostor was greatly confused by all of this and cried, Why are you beating me? What is going on here? Aren't we going to go get the moon, Jack? The farmer continued with his beating and berated the impostor. The rock killed my son, and now I will not rest until I have beaten you to death. The impostor hereupon realized that it was the farmer's son who had been killed, not to Madame Moonjack. He cried for mercy, Spare my life! I didn't roll down the rock! The shepherd boy ran over and said to the impostor, Originally, I was going to say that my cow stepped on a rock and caused it to roll down the mountain. But you came along and said you were the one who rolled it down. That was a fable from the ye minority people. Alright, so there is a moral and I'm going to read it. Dishonesty will come back to haunt us. The impostor in this fable was greedy and lied in an attempt to get something for nothing. But he failed to get a muntjak and instead received a sound beating. So, uh, that just goes to show that if you are dishonest, it will come back at you in a not-so-pleasant way. so there you have it Timun Mas and an imposter gets his just desserts thank you so much for joining me till our next adventure bye gremlins <laughs>